Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka, and we are giving you a treat today, especially those who are fans of the cult classic, Clerks. That's right, boys and girls, Clerks, New Jerseyites and New Jerseyans, anybody from the suburbs. We are reviewing Clerks 3 with, of course, an unavoidable deep dive into Clerks 1 and 2. You have to. It's the Clerk universe. Kevin Smith's baby. Um, exactly. I do believe it is called the VUS universe. And obviously, all from Redback, New Jersey. We start off with Clerks, which continues on to uh, Mall Rats, to Chasing Amy, to Clerks 2, to, uh, geez. The Jesus one. To, uh, to a J- to Jane, Sign and Bob, Strike Back. To the comics, because the comics are included, and the t- and the, the 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 TV show, back to um, Dogma, and then you have um, cheat. Did I miss one? Zach and the Mar- Jesus one. Huh? The Jesus one, the Messiah. What the hell was that? One? Dogma. Yeah. No, I think that's it. I think you covered. And, you Which- know, back to Jesus. I'm make a movie, and now finally we have Clerks Three, which I do believe. And full spoilers here. So if you're fans of Clerks 3, this is a, you know, a uh, a fitting end to the VUS universe. Okay. Now, if you would indulge us, uh, Izzy has a very interesting tale of his viewing of Clerks 3, where he was coming off, let's say, a triple shift. He was really tired, was coming down with a cold, but not COVID, and um, uh, kind of kind of was tired. So I woke up and he, he rewatched the film. And uh, what was your emotions here? Well, at, at first glance, I was like, what the heck? What the heck is this? And I I woke up in the middle after, after falling asleep. And I'm like, damn, this is not very good. Then I had to rewatch the film, get the full, the full, what the hell's going on? Because. It's a kind of a roller coaster. It goes from a comedy and it gets downright freaking serious, deadly serious towards towards uh you know the third act of the of the film. And I mean, and actually it ended up being a a movie I really enjoyed. Okay, so most of the people tuning in, most likely, since this is number three, would know a little bit of one and two. If you're not, but you do have you have heard of it. Uh, Clerks is Kevin Smith's first movie. He mm-hmm. put everything on the table. He sold his comic book collection. He sold movies collection. He sold anything he could and maxed out all his credit cards so that he can fund this self-made movie. In the truest sense of the word, he was an independent film uh, filmer. And he wrote it and everything. So he would work six to 11 hour shifts at this convenience store where he worked at. And then filmed all through the night for 28 consecutive days in order to come out with Clerks, a movie about his life as a clerk. Within it, very cleverly so, because it's very dialogue heavy, throwing in pop culture references, um, comic book references, movie references, and also everyday life. So it's basically... um, a glorified average Joe. Yeah, definitely. And what is funny is 
in the, I guess, dark humor that he has and dry humor, very odd occurrences happen. Like yeah. in the bathroom, like with his girlfriend, with and then you have real life things that do happen, right? Stranger than fiction, like the guy coming in with liver with a real lung that's infected with cancer, and showing. I mean, some very landmark stuff that makes it iconic and makes it into the the cult following that you and I both are a part of. And also, he gave a reason for independent guys like you my, and myself yes. to to have a positive spin on trying to pursue that dream because previous to that you either had to know somebody go to film school pay your dues and even then it's a long shot he funded and made his own he film made it himself he it's 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 a full black and white which rock will mention why in a, in a little bit and he wrote it directed it I mean, him and a um, a good friend of him, Scott Mosier, uh, produced it, and he had basically no name actors, and it it's it, it look, it's a film not for everyone. We're talking about the yeah. for the, the first first Clerks, even Clerks Two is even more far fetched, only for fans. And Clerks Three is again, if you're a fan of the VSK universe and Clerks and Kevin Smith, you will enjoy it. If you're if you're not I gotta be honest. You probably be like, "What the hell's going on?" And you won't really give a rat's ass what's going on. You probably tune in no longer than five minutes. Exactly. But, but it, it's, it's Randall and and, and, yeah, and Dante and Dante at the convenience shop, the same shop. Um, oh, years later, still there. Yeah. Well, at this point, Dante and Randall have bought. Or they are co-owners of the, the of the Quick Stop, Quick Stop Mart. Okay, they still play hockey on the rooftop. While Jane, Stein, and Bob own next door, which used to be the uh, the the video store. Now it's a, a weed shop, right? I do. Yeah, it's like a vape weed shop. <laughs> but they still kept the videotape in the back, which is hysterical. So. But they're still doing things uh, years later. Now, if you guys did see Clerks Two. You saw that Dante uh, was involved with Rosario Dawson's character. I think Becky, her name was, I do believe. And again, spoilers abound. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna dive deep. By this point in time, which is years later after Clerks Two, she passed away, and their daughter. So it's already starts off on a kind of a downer note. Okay, but Randall is the same sarcastic, caustic type of guy who hates everyone except for Dante. And Dante is still that, you know, nice, you know, want to be nice guy, but really also hates everyone, but doesn't say it. He has a more lifeless tone. Yes, especially now. Yeah, because he's lost his love of his life and his daughter. And so he hasn't much lived, nothing to live for. And he refer, references it a million times in the movie where there's no point to living. Yeah. And and he he has visions of her and stuff. He has best he has best life and it was taken from him. And now he's just essentially going through the motions. So 
Uh, obviously, you see Elias, who was one of the one of the guys from Clark's Two. He's still their friend, and he has like a a guy who hangs around with him. I guess uh, his version of Silent Bob. Yes, yeah, exactly. And he goes through a character arc too, which is. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. So what? Now the pivotal point of what happens in the film, and this is what the whole basis of the film is based upon, is go ahead, Rocco, tell him. So Randall suffers a heart attack while at work. Um, Dante saves him by basically calling the ambulance and getting into the hospital, rushing for emergency surgery, which is hysterical. <clears throat> they got some good actors to play the doctor and uh, the person that shaves you up. And uh, uh, things, of course, really exaggerated. You can't be bedside with these people when it happens and surgery and, and the whole thing. But you would think Randall would have a different outlook on life because of this event. No. And he does. His outlook is to film a movie about his life. God knows why. And yep. Randall was supposed uh, I'm sorry, Dante's supposed to be as supportive as possible. Meanwhile, Randall keeps shoving it in his face that it's my life, my life, my life. But meanwhile, everything he wrote in the script is really about it's including Dante. It's almost a, basically he's shot for shot. It's almost it's kind of meta. He's shot for shot remaking clerks that we saw. Yes, it's layered because yeah. it's that on top of Kevin Smith, his character getting his two cents in maybe to expound upon why he did what he did in Clerks 1, what the story is about, deeper about the characters, and maybe some of his own viewpoints. So this is actually three-layered yeah, cake. Yeah. And again, you are fans of it. You will appreciate it as the dialogue moves on. Because you're sitting there going, okay, where's this going? It does kind of congeal a little bit and really ties up at the end. But you have Randall going through this uh, metamorphosis, but he seems so shallow. He can't really register that Dante's hurt by reliving his life. Exactly. He doesn't want to relive it. The key point of his life was a fight, or was, was a point, the fact that his life sucked. And yeah. <laughs> the, 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 you know, the greatest thing that happened in his life that his greatest loss yeah. he can't he you know there's a scene where they where they want they he wants to they want to re-record they want to record the donkey show which we saw in clerks too and <laughs> uh, dante has like a, essentially like a nervous breakdown and he freaking just runs away okay. now the whole thing uh dante sees rosario dawson's character and they talk and whatever, and he's already so that you have also that kind of now. If you guys didn't know, Kevin Smith suffered a massive heart attack um before a show, uh I think a couple of years ago, maybe more than that. More, more than that. Since then, he changed his whole lifestyle and he's lost a bunch of weight, and he's very proponent to and he anyone who will listen, he will tell you the story. So uh you you get it. it it doesn't get preachy, but it gets a lot. It gets, it's a very personal story for him. 
you get perspective. Yes. And he went full circle because this was original baby. So he used this and used the characters as a voice. Right. For his viewpoints. And I get it. You know, it's about second chances, perspective on life, what really matters. Um, and I do, I do appreciate what he did because in many ways it's very clever. So Kevin Smith's character, Silent Bob, actually has a moment. We don't expect him. He actually speaks and he just goes right off the cuff and everyone should be jaw dropped and shocked that he's actually talking. He knows what he's talking about and he puts you in your place if you are a critic who says, why is this shot in black and white, the first one? And it's that holy shit moment, you know? And like you just referenced, okay, that scene where Dante's at his lowest and he's had enough of, of the bullshit that's happening and reliving and rehashing all the painful memories. He's kind of drunk and then he has his soliloquy, his moment, his diatribe. He just goes off. I thought that was the best acting performance of the entire three. No, he was, he, that, was that was he, he freaking gave it his all. Now, and this is no knock. I mean, I always thought that, that Randall was the better actor of the two. Maybe it was because the, the, the lines were written, you know, he had the better lines or whatever. But at that point, bro, um, geez, oh, Brian Halloran, he... Oh, he that for me is one of the top 10 performances. I know I'm overstating it, but I think it's one of the top 10 performances I see this year. Talk about scene mm-hmm. where he just goes off and then suffers a heart attack. Fucking A. That yeah, was awesome. Is that it kind of is a riff off of the original <laughs> scene in Clerks when Randall goes off on Dante. About 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 his life, how he has it better than he really thinks, and the whole thing. Oh, you have a girl. You have a girlfriend who brings you lasagna. You know, he just goes off on him, and then, oh yeah, you would have to be here today or whatever. But this is even, like, as Rocker said, maxed out. Oh man, so tired. You'll probably of, go to YouTube and find that clip for uh, uh, Randall for being such a dick because. Randall's life is Dante's life. So he's, he's still so self-centered. He's making him relive every moment. And the, the, the harsh ones, especially the donkey scene, which That's should not have gone. Which, by the way, that was a good cut with Silent Job. <laughs> they come out of the corner. It's like slow-mo, you know, the drug dealers. You get everybody all uh, all weeded up and high. And <laughs> they steal the dog. That thing and he, it's funny because even in the scene where he's having the, he's having his moment, um, even Simon Bob Kevin Smith at the moment when he's rolling, he's filming, he's filming him, and then he kind of kind of figures out that oh maybe I should be filming this, puts the camera down, and it's it's a moment. So yeah, so Dante gets a heart attack, and which quick nugget, originally in the script for Clerks, Dante was supposed to get shot and die in. The original, obviously they you know they axed that or whatever, but the better ending they the good call there. But he gets his ending. He gets his ending, but he gets it in a very poignant way. He expresses his ending not as a violent an act of violence or cr- or crime. He's reunited with his love. Exactly. And he's, come, and- he's he's at peace. 
you know what? This movie actually makes like a fourth, if not a fifth wall. Where the it's acting. perspective of you, the actors, talking to him. It's also him, the creator, through the characters, talking to all of us about life. Uh, which he does almost in all of his films. Uh, but it was a very good moment. I think it was a, a nice way to do it. A very artistic way to do it. But it almost goes a little too much. But then he has enough restraint that he brings it back just just in the nick of time before before it becomes too hallmark. I mean, that's just yeah, because yeah, it's kind of like Wonderful Life, right? It's a Wonderful Life. He he's him and and Rosario Dawson are in a movie theater alone watching the movie, which is his life play out, and he's come to a point of peace of how it ends and how it's been. He's ready to move on. Yeah. Well. And, I mean- yeah, that's the one. This is the spoiler that we're all talking about. Dante dies. Like obviously, he has the heart attack. Um, he goes to the hospital. He keeps complaining that um, he has to finish the movie, finish the movie, finish the movie. Elias goes off on him. He goes and finishes the movie, but only to bring it back to Dante so he can see it. And while Dante sees the movie, Rocca mentions the scene, and Dante passes. That's the one thing Randall did in this. His character Randall did um, well. He broke. He finally evolved from being self-centered to finish the movie just for Dante's sake. I guess he kind of had a feeling he ain't gonna pull out of this. You know, he had tubes all over him. He was barely awake. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, 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 and then the ending. <laughs> the, the ending is absurd, but, but, but consistent with the Clerk universe, where. Um, he borrowed, Dante borrowed money from his ex to, to fund the Randall's movie and <laughs> he had to repay the money and the other guy, what's his name, Elias, made a Bitcoin, made a, an NFT, sold the NFT, made millions, paid off the girl, they paid off and they owned the thing and now Elias is partners. I mean, it's so absurd. Yeah. But let's not, okay, let's get through that because the real ending was was the funeral and the passing away. This movie, Clerks 3, which I assume is the last of the Clerks trilogy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, I don't know if yeah. you see the credits. He actually says what happens after. He, he actually... That, that was the best part. If you stay to watch the credits, he very nicely... And we were talking um, about... Yeah, he'll... Yeah, Kevin Smith's uh, dialogue at the end, his little monologue, he, he goes off... Um, in a very calm way, tying up everything. Him, his positions, the movie, uh, you know, he worked as a clerk and he was down and out. And he also worked in the video store and he wanted to make movies. And without going too deep into his journey, he expounded about (laughs) the movie, why the movie is important, why this is important. Reaching out to basically the common man, right? The nine to five guy, uh, humping whatever you're doing, and it was really um, touching. I think in the sense that he connected with his fan base. A lot of people don't. They get up, they get rich, they move on, and then you don't well, see them. As far as Kevin Smith goes, I've heard nothing but good things. Um, him and his fans. Well, me being one of them, you know. But I have a ch- have have not had the chance to meet him as of yet. But I heard he's very giving to his fans, and he he's still one of us. He's still Hollywood, but he still is, you know, New Jersey. 
he very much still acknowledges his roots. He doesn't forget where he came from, uh, which you got to love. And his line of movies, you have to appreciate that they haven't completely, maybe except for Dogma, um, gone out of what they are. They haven't become Hollywood or spectacularized or whatever. It's it's pockets of um, everyday culture yeah. as opposed yeah. to pop culture. Two movies that I consider his his better movies um, or his best movies were two movies that he kind of strayed away from his normal shtick. And they were two personal stories. One being Chasing Amy and the other being Dogma. You know, Dogma being from his religious background and he, you know, that's how the whole idea, you know, came about while well, chasing him. I do believe he also mentions it. I saw an interview. I think one of his family, member, family members is gay. And that was the story, the how we all, you know, to mention, you know, then, which I would love to see people, some how it would, how would chasing Amy play nowadays? If it was re-released, how it would go with the current state of, you know, and a whole new generation how they would how they would accept it if they would accept uh, it I, I don't know if i'm going to be causing controversy but i think i think he was ahead of his time in that sense i agree um i understand there's more nuances attached to it and a lot of issues and just so but so much you can put into a movie and since then till now there's been a lot of more uh diversity and breakthrough roles and exploring of uh different sexual orientation, genders, uh, typecasting, however you see yourself expression-wise. So you can bring up an interesting point. I don't know how it would translate, but I give him credit for addressing it in a major movie with a major with a major actors, with a budget, with color. <laughs> and all the, all the, now let's not forget, you know, not just a film buff. He's a big comic head, comic book head. You know, he got that whole show, which was awesome, about his comic book store and the interpersonal relationships of the comic book people that yes. work there. Podcast on, you know, that yeah, I think he still continues, in which he also still and he still writes comics as well. When 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 time is, you know, when he gets the time to do it, you know. So yeah, I mean. You knee deep in the in, or neck deep or whatever you want to call it in the whole business so in in final thoughts how do you feel about clerks three i think clerks three uh and all in all it was a fitting end to the viewers universe and i really liked it it almost it, 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 it actually almost sh almost sh shed a tear almost no 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 come now come now um, is he really shed a tear he got more than misty the eyes got more than moist. So uh I, I must say that scene caught me off guard. Um, dude, I mean that 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 it was poignant, it was that the the movie theater scene that was awesome. I was like, wow. You know it was a very clever way to die. Yeah, I mean pass on. You know, chef's kiss. And yeah. yeah, I don't recall exactly the grade I gave it from uh for my uh Quickie review, but if not, hey, I it was eight out of ten. It was good. It was it was a good movie. 
good film. It was good. If you can make it through the first 30 minutes where it, a little bit, um, it, it's muddy out there. Yeah. It's hard to get some traction. But once you get through it and they settle the setup of where everybody is, where things are going, um, you kind of hooked. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I really didn't expect it. I came, it came out on streaming. And I was like, oh, shoot, Clerks 3. Like, I guess there was not that much of pub and, and advertisement going on. Uh, I've maybe slacked on any alerts. And then all of a sudden when I watched it and we both watched independently without telling each other, it was amazing that we watched it at the same time. And I agree. I thoroughly agree, uh, enjoyed it. I thought it was in line with the whole Clerks Universe trilogy. And it was fitting in many ways. Um, there are certain scenes that he put in there to either jab back at critics or to explain highlighted points that people didn't know, like why the first movie is black and white. That um, Mew, Mew's character um, really was camera shy. So they had to, the first clerks, they had to keep the camera running filming while he was dancing alone with, with Kevin Smith and they're the only two there because he just couldn't do it in front of a crowd. Um, you know, the black and white with the lighting, the budget did not have good lighting. So you can't critique lighting if it's black and white. And that's why he did it. And he made it seem as though it's coming from a security camera. So we learned, both you and I learned from Kevin Smith in the past when we try to make our movie that you take whatever his mistakes are and you, you adjust. You call them artistic perspective. You make the best out of what you're given and you still make your movie. And that I commend him. He's successful doing his own shit. Well, that's one thing you will never accuse him of is not bringing his own type of, you know, stuff to you know to the to his movies i mean or to even tv show to whatever hey you take any comic book and you know kevin smith wrote it well not this one but in particular any any comic and you know it's a kevin smith comic because of the of the monologues that that the characters will will, will say and of course no one's speaking that in real life so it's, it's, it's an acquired taste i know that but if you like it you love it and if you don't it's not for you but well, it's a it's a far departure than mainstream Hollywood, which was a refreshing change when it first came out. Yes. And his line of, of filmmaking pretty much runs concurrent to that. So you get bored with typical formulatic uh, movies. Give them a try if you haven't already. Listen, thanks for listening. Thanks for your likes and subscribes. Uh, we have hit some more milestones. We had 7,000 downloads. Seven, uh, our- thank you so much, guys. 7,000. Our our YouTube channel has amassed 350,000 views with hundreds and thousands of likes. Keep it rolling, everybody. Thanks for showing up at Comic-Con. Thanks for listening and tuning into all of our, our stuff as we hit so many angles because that's who we are. Um, and be on the lookout for more and creative and innovative stuff coming your way. In 2023, we have a lot of good stuff coming up. So, as always, Please like, comment, subscribe. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. And remember to always, always save the whales. Take care, guys.